Hello, this is Richard Ferrix with War Hoops, and today I'm interviewing Hannah Waite, the drum major for Elko Band. Thank you for joining me, Hannah. How are you today? I'm doing good. How are I'm you? doing very well. Thank you for asking. Now, Hannah, you are the drum major, is that correct? I got, I got the right person. Yeah. Okay, right so what exactly does a drum major do? So the drum major of the band usually conducts the band on a field show or in a parade, they're like the person that stands on the big metal things and waves their arms around. That's what I do. When I'm not doing those things, I get to help the band during rehearsal and do anything that Mr. Broyles needs me to do, which can be a lot of crazy things like getting water or printing music or whatever he needs. So you're his assistant slash stand-in guy. Yeah. That sounds like a very interesting job. Is it interesting being a drum major? How do you feel about that? Is it like exciting or is it kind of meh? I think it's really exciting. It's something that I enjoy doing a lot. I feel like it helps me help people. I get to help the band execute their goals. Put on a good field show. I get to be there and help we head that entire mission of ours. Put on a good field show. And it makes you feel fulfilled. And I think it's not boring. There's not a second of it that's not boring. There's always something fun to do. And you do this every day for the uh, students? Yeah. If it was normal. If it was a normal school year, I do this every day that we had band. Yeah. I'd, like help. Yeah, I would be there because, I mean, I play the trumpet. Yeah. So you do this daily. Could you give us a brief overview of the daily practices and occasional excursions of the band if this were a normal year. Normally we go to school and then on when it gets to the class period we like get out our instruments and stuff and if it's marching season which would be going on right now if it was normal we'd if it was like long period day Thursday we'd probably end up going out to the football field and we'd practice because we have to learn drill and music and drill is the fancy shapes we get to make on the football field it's very fun when it's me and normally I have a partner this year I wasn't chosen a partner because things were kind of all over the place but me and my partner will help get the band together ready to go and then we'll walk with them field and then we'll set up anything we need to get set up and then normally me and my partner will stand at the front of the field and we'll help Regulate practice, make sure that people are doing what they need to do, make sure nobody's getting too out of hand, help keep the band under control, and then we'll conduct while they're playing. And then after that, we clean up, and then we leave. And if it's Wednesday, we have Wednesday night rehearsals, and then we'd go back to the field and do what we did in class just over again for an hour and a half. So then what are the events that band typically does when it's not a normal day, when let's say they have a concert or something? What typically goes on with that process? What would happen for the band when they have something big happening? So normally in marching season, the big things we have are competitions on weekends. We'll go out of town and we'll go compete against other marching bands out of town. And so normally wake up super early and we all like get on the bus and we pack up all of our things, our uniforms, our instruments, and we sit on a bus for like four hours. And then we go to these high schools across the state. And sometimes we go out of state to Idaho and when we get there, we unload in this parking lot and we get in our uniforms. The first thing we do, we go to a warm-up area, which is normally just like a little square in a parking lot or like anywhere else on the campus. And we do our warm-up. We like get in concert arcs and then me and my partner and Mr. Broyles will lead the band through warm-ups, playing warm-ups first normally. So we'll get our instruments warm by running some scales and maybe chunks of the show that we're performing. And then we'll do some marching warm-ups. Normally we just do like drills. I don't really know how to describe, describe them, but like we'll get in lines and we'll just march down this chunk of parking our campus that we were assigned to over and over and over again trying to get mindset of marching and so that we can be ready to hit the field and so then when it's our time march our show we like go to the field and we get in this these formations so that we can march onto the field and then we march on and then we perform the show and it's really fun and then after we perform we leave the field and we 
go into the stands and then we watch other bands perform and at the end of the day they do awards and so me and my partner the other drum major will like go down to the field and they'll announce awards and we get to like clap everybody and accept them then we go home and it's so fun <laughs> who's who's the other drum major there hasn't been a drum major this year but last year it was me and sarah willard was her name mm. oh, so when you joined band what grade were you in when you joined band I joined band in fifth grade. Fifth grade. That's a long time ago. Like seven years. <laughs> it's a long time. It's yeah, been a that's, while. So that's a, a long time for you. So anyway, thank you for joining me. Yeah, thank drum- you for having me. This was Hannah Waite, the drum major for the Pride of Nevada. Thank you for listening. This was Richard Ferrix. So you think you could play a little something for my outro? Sure. everyone it's jocelyn mosley with war hoops this morning today i have the wonderful eric bond with me eric introduce yourself please hello i am eric bond one of the captains of the lincoln douglas speech and debate segment and a senior this year wonderful okay so i'm just gonna ask you some questions about how this club is working this year how it's going through distance learning and just like kind of the ups and downs this far okay All right, so how long have you been in speech and debate for? I've been in speech and debate since my freshman year. Since freshman year, great. So how different has it been from freshman year to senior year in this club? If we're not counting the people, it's been pretty different. (sighs) The thing with freshmen never asking questions is the same, but it has gotten a lot harder to help freshmen because you can't just look at their computers and see that they have nothing done. They have to actually come at you with questions and you can't really do anything else about it until the prep checks come. Is having a in-person club difficult to have over the computer right now? It's certainly different. I wouldn't say it's difficult, but it is something that is taking some getting used to. So what is the plan for this year in debate? Like, what about Nats and all that? Like, how's that working? I think the plan is it's coming as uh, the year goes on because you don't know how Mm -hmm. the coronavirus epidemic or pandemic is going to progress or affect Mm -hmm. these things. But currently, it's still planned for being online. I know last year they they did it online. And so the people who qualified for Nats went to the school. And they went to different classrooms, so they were socially distant from each other. And they went on to internet calls to do speech and debate events rounds uh, for nationals. And talking about speech and debate rounds, what are you doing for debate and like IE this year? I'm doing Lincoln Douglas debate and extemporaneous speaking. Ooh, can you elaborate on those for me, please? Okay, Lincoln Douglas debate is a moral-based debate where you're talking about things like, oh, should we eliminate all nuclear weapons? Or the the current resolution for Lincoln Douglas that we're debating is, should voting be forced? Debating the morality of it with evidence, though. And then extemporaneous speaking, you're just talking about world events and then giving your take on what should be done. One that's come up a lot in the past is issues with Myanmar. Uh, because they have a cultural genocide going on that's largely been kickstarted by poor moderation from Facebook. A-, a lot of bad things are going on in the world, and you just need to be knowledgeable about what's happening and have ideas on how to help or fix it 
potentially, even though sometimes it just might not be able to be possible because of certain cultural or other reasons. Yeah, um, do you think debate kind of, like, brings you around the country more as a person, like, more aware of what's going on because you have to, like, start focusing on such horrendous and life-changing things in high school rather than as an adult? Oh, certainly. Well, not just around the country. It's more around the world. Um, But I, I guess even at that point, I have been around the world to a certain degree <laughs> so yeah it has made me wor- more worldly and has given me a lot of experience that i wouldn't have otherwise had but i at least had somewhat of a foundation before i came into debate that's wonderful to hear what are some of the greatest things that debate has brought you these last four years I- i'd say memories is one of the greater ones close friends that i cherish and the last one i'd say knowledge and the context for that knowledge to see the world through. It's kind of weird to think how debate truly works at such a young age. I mean, you have adults today that just get right into it and are more can be very biased when bias isn't allowed in debate. So once you're in the real world, you're going to have to balance between those who are biased when they are not fighting in a way, but debating in a way while you have those who actually have evidence. Do you think that's pretty hard to do within debate is when everyone tries to come in with the bias mindset rather than the factual mindset? Oh, it certainly isn't good when a judge comes in with bias. Oh yeah, Uh, I've definitely been there. (laughs) That makes things a lot harder. But when it comes to opponents... Most of the people that I've baited against are pretty good when it comes to biases, although there have been a couple of ones with issues. And it can make things difficult because they just ignore your evidence. They don't seed anything. They just say, hey, what about this thing? It's like, oh, I poured that evidence apart two debate rounds ago. I, <laughs> I don't know why you're still bringing this up. Gosh, that reminds me of my freshman year when I conceded during an LD round because I got so nervous. So we've talked about the good. What is like one of the like most life-changing moments that made you realize that debates really shaped you as a person? Oh, let's see. I realized I had changed on a fundamental level because I was a lot more of a shy person who didn't really talk at all. And I guess I somewhat am to a certain degree, but I'm a lot more open now. I don't have a stutter anymore and I just talk and I talk a lot. Yeah. It's okay, I do too. <laughs> the bigger the better, right? Yeah. It's so weird to think that debate can change someone because most people don't do debate because they're like, oh, who would want to do that? But like, we've had cheerleaders, we've had so many different kinds of people, football players, all that in debate. So do you think debate isn't stereotypically what everyone thinks it is? Like the bookworms, those who just sit with articles in their noses all day. It's a very diverse group of people, wouldn't you agree? Uh, I, I would agree. There are certainly people who do fit the social norm of what debate kids are, but there's a lot of people that just don't. There's a lot of different people that you wouldn't really expect to see in speech and debate if you're just listening to these stereotypes. And I heard that you have a tournament coming up in less than two weeks, right? Yeah, that's correct. How's that going for you guys? It will be interesting, to say the <laughs> least. Um, as far as my knowledge about it uh, goes, it's all mine. Some of the things will have to be videotaped with live. I'm pretty sure that's going to be done with our school-issued Chromebooks, since this is a school uh, class. Mm-hmm. And it'll take some getting used to. Having to look at the camera instead of at a person makes things more difficult. 
but I know that I am prepared, and I hope that my freshmen are prepared, but they never ask questions. <laughs> but you I, hear that? Yeah. Freshmen start asking questions for us. I've done all I can to help. So before you wrap this up, what is some of the advice you would give junior, sophomores, freshmen, incoming freshmen about debate or if they want to try it? What's some advice you would give them for either high school or going into debate? Don't be overwhelmed by all of the bad things in the world. Things are bad. It's always been bad. Nothing's really changed in that aspect. But if you're able to look at all the nasty side of things. It'll only make all the beautiful things better. That was... You're gonna make me cry. Wow. <laughs> that was amazing. It that was, is, like, the best advice I could ever hear. It wow. was an epiphany I had last night. I was watching last some movies. Last night? Yeah. <laughs> wow. Shakespeare much? Not really. <laughs> more, more like a Japanese movie producer. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, thank you so much for joining me this morning, Eric. No problem. It truly means a lot, especially because no one really knows about debate. We're kind of like shushed into the corner. Yeah, it, it, it's a new. It's very new. But thank you so much for shining a new light on debate and giving some heartwarming, heartfelt advice this morning. No problem. Have a great day. Hi, this is Katrina DeGuzman with a new episode of War Whoops. Today, I'm interviewing Glenn Bennett, who is in National Honor Society with me and who's also on the officer team. I am the treasurer and Glenn is the admin secretary. Awesome. Thanks, Katrina. The other officers include Sean Klikas, who is president, and Aaron Block, who's vice president. She's a junior and will take over as president next year when she is a senior. And we also have Derek Elquist, who is the hours secretary. So, Glenn, how are you doing today? I am just awesome. How are you, Katrina? I'm all right. Excellent. Good to hear. Okay. So let's talk a little bit about National Honor Society today. National Honor Society is an organization that prides itself on members exemplifying four pillars. Those pillars are service, leadership, citizenship, and academics. Basically, you get an application based on your academics of having a 3.5 or higher, and then you get an acceptance based on your leadership and citizenship skills observed by a panel of teachers. The service portion is what we focus on in the actual club. Yeah, exactly. Thanks, Katrina. So the requirements are for juniors to complete 15 hours of community service each year, and the seniors have to complete 20 hours, which is because they only have one year to do it, so they have to do 20. And we're also responsible for coming up with and executing a service project on our own in groups of up to three. Some of the service projects students submitted this year so far are a bake sale to donate to communities and schools for meals for families at Thanksgiving, tutoring younger students struggling with online learning, and making blankets for children at the primary children's hospital. We have a lot more on the way, but those are just a couple that we'd like to share today. All right. Thank you, Glenn. Usually we don't include service projects in the hours, but this year with COVID, the officer team voted to allow it. Lots of things have changed this year with COVID. Our club has its own Google Classroom and we have to have all of our meetings virtually. It can be challenging to really connect with other members. We haven't been able to be in a room together since we were accepted. We also haven't had our formal induction ceremony 
we voted to wait on that with the hope that we can have a live induction before the year is over, hopefully. Exactly. And under the current conditions, we seem to be doing pretty well. It's slow starting, but we're hoping to pick up. Our club is large this year with 72 members, which means there are almost 1,300 community service hours that need to happen. That's a lot of hours. So what service project are you doing, Gwen? Uh, Well, funny you should ask Katrina because we're doing one together. And our service project is the bake sale, which the proceeds were going to purchase gift cards to local businesses to donate to families that are in need for this Thanksgiving, which is kind of hard because normally we would just um, donate money to make meals for Thanksgiving. But we had to alter it a little bit, but we're going to be doing a drive-by bake sale and it's going to be super awesome. So anybody you know that is listening to this and wants to join in on serving the community and eating delicious baked goods should definitely come by. Yes, I'm so excited. Who's the advisor of National Honor Society, Gwen? Um, our advisor is Mrs. Moreno, and she is super great. She's in charge of pretty much like every student service organization at our school. She's also in charge of Key Club, and she's really on top of it, and she makes sure that we get stuff done. Well, thanks for getting together with me today, Gwen, and talking about National Honor Society. Goodbye. Bye, Katrina. I miss you. Have a good day. <laughs> this is Katrina DeGuzman signing off. Good morning, everyone. It's Jocelyn Mosley with War Hoops. Today, I am accompanied by the lovely Stephanie Lujan. Stephanie, would you like to introduce yourself, please? Hi, um, my name is Stephanie Lujan. I am a junior at Elko High, and I've been on the debate team for three years now. And I compete in PF and Extempt. I compete in PF with my partner, Vinay Bakta. I think that's it. What is PF and your IE like? I mean, it's very different from LDF. It's a debate in which it consists of two people debating against two people. So it's a partner debate and it focuses more on evidence is the big difference between, you know, PF and LD. I feel like LD is more moral based as for PF being more of an evidence focused sort of debate. And what are you doing for an IE this year? This year, I am just going to focus on extempt. I have a few pieces written. I have POI and an OO done. But since we're not competing quite yet, I would like to save those for future tournaments. I cannot wait to see how those come out. All right, so we're just going to jump right in here. What is the hardest thing about doing debate, which is very hands-on and in-person? I think the hardest thing about uh, doing debate virtually is probably all the incoming freshmen and um, trying to help them out just because, I mean, when I was a freshman, I didn't know what I was doing and I had everyone to help me. I had my seniors and I had the class. So I can't really imagine what the freshmen are going through right now. I think it's very hands-on, kind of, it's very time-consuming. What has changed from freshman year to junior year with you and debate? Like, how has debate changed you for three years? I think it's definitely um, boosted my confidence a lot. I think I can definitely speak publicly, at least, a lot better than I used to. I remember freshman year, I like would stand up in front of my class and I just could barely say anything. Um, <laughs> but yeah, as for just being able to speak in front of people, it, it really helps. And it does. It gives you a very big boost in your confidence just because all the kids that do debate are very nice kids and they're self-focused. So you kind of learn off of them and kind of pick up their attitude and 
it helps with yours. Do you think debate's going to help you a lot once you're out, like, on your own past high school? Because, I mean, we kind of get exposed to a lot of things that are happening around the world more than most students. Oh, yeah. Um, Yeah, I was just talking to my brother last night. Actually, I was going through my history notes. And it's funny because I feel like now a lot of my history lessons or a lot of just, you know, topics in class, I feel like I already know about or I already have like a foundation of at least. So it's I think it's a lot. It helps me a lot with, you know, classes and such going out of high school and college and stuff. It'll help me a lot with all that kinds of stuff. And I heard you have a tournament coming up. Are you excited? I am excited. I'm I'm excited to see what the change because, you know, COVID, so it's going to be a virtual tournament. Uh, looking at finals this last year, it was they were virtual too. So, it seems like kind of already have an idea of what it's going to be like, but I'm still interested to see what the changes are going to be. Do you have to dress up for online tournaments still? Um, I would assume so, and I think that if it weren't mandatory, Mr. Wallach would probably make it for us. Either way, regardless, just because it's a formal thing to do. It's appropriate, you know? Wow. Everyone in debate is so intelligent. You and Eric have the best answers. (laughs) Thank you. What... Before we cut this off, because I don't want to take up all your lunch hour, you know? Yeah. What is a piece of advice you would give anyone, anyone in high school about speech and debate or like if they're interested in debate? Do it. Full send. Do it. Um, <laughs> we have a very, actually, I don't know if our team is that big anymore, but it's, it's a really, it's a really good club to be a part of. You know, we all help each other out. Uh, bus trips are always fun. Yeah, I don't know. We all get, we're all very, we're a very close team. So I think anyone who who's determined enough to keep up with speech and debate would really enjoy it. You guys always have the best advice. <laughs> all of you should write your own books by now. <laughs> Imagine. Oh my God. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for joining me, Stephanie. Of course. You have a great day. You too. Welcome to Elko High School's War Hooper Clip. This is Alexia Morales, and today I'm interviewing two Elko Key Club officers. Would you guys please introduce yourselves? Hi, I'm Jennifer Hurtado, the president. Hi, I'm Clarissa Huerta, the vice president. How are you today? I'm doing good. What is Key Club? So Key Club is an international club that happens all around the world. We do community service and fundraisers to help our community, and we do a bunch of projects, club ideas. So we do a blood drive, we sell pretzels, we donate to our local local donation places and uh, we do a lot more other stuff but during this pandemic we haven't had quite the ideas to do it all and we also do like festival of trees who is your advisor our advisor is mrs moreno is she a good advisor yeah she's usually on top of her stuff she knows how to get everything done correctly what is key club to you key club to me is it's something actually really important to me because it's helped me get closer more involved into school and i love helping out people in the community and love seeing their reactions and just seeing them be be happy is always a really awesome thing to me like i just enjoy seeing the positive feedback we get on the events that we do and a lot of the events that we do really do make a change in some people's lifestyles and lives and i just really like to see how that goes how long have you guys been in key club i've been in key club for four years from freshman to senior year i've been in key club three years freshman year junior year and senior year what was the reason that you guys joined like i said it's like helping others and everything and also (laughs) looks really good on college scholarships and everything and it's just so much fun to be 
around people that appreciate the stuff that you do and it just feels great. Yeah, for me, my sister was involved and she had to help a family in need with the Thanksgiving dinner. And ever since she did that, she just encouraged me to join it. It's really been really fun for me. What has been your favorite part so far? My favorite part has to be when we did the pumpkin carving because there was a bunch of little kids that dressed up and there was a bunch of games going on and they were so excited to carve pumpkins and do all the amazing things. And just to see the kids being so happy, it just makes me really happy. So that was probably one of my favorite moments in Key Club. One of my favorite moments was we handed out suicide prevention roses a couple of weeks ago and there was a man and he had his daughter and he came up to me and they told us that that was a really great cause and that it really did change people's lives. Do you have any moment that you call the best or the funniest? One of the best moments is pieing the teacher in the face, I gotta say. I got to do that for my freshman year. I had to pie Mrs. Birdzell and Mr. Wallet. So that was, a, that was really funny, actually. For me, one of the funniest <laughs> moments I've had in Key Club was we were delivering roses to people's houses so we could get them organized. And I was with Carly and we were just telling each other funny stories and it was funny. You had to be there. Any plans or activities that are happening right now? We have the UNICEF coming up. We still kind of got have to get that approved, but um, what we do for UNICEF is we collect things and then go around and collect money around the houses on Halloween in order to help kids. Right now we're selling pretzels as well. That's a fundraiser we have in order to fund the club so we can do more donations and everything like that. And then we just recently donated $500 to Relay for Life and pretty much it right now. Do you guys have any future plans? We're working on seeing if we can get hand sanitizers in parks, but we still have to go through a lot of things to get approved. And then we're looking to write letters to the firefighters, but once again, we have to get things approved because of the whole pandemic that is happening right now. And I think there's more things we want to do, but we just, we're in the process of getting them approved. So we're not sure if we can do them or not. If somebody wanted to donate something, where would they go to do that? If they want to donate something, they could stop by Mrs. Moreno's classroom. So if we wanted to donate to like fish or something like that, but right now we can't because of the pandemic going on. But usually we can have Key Club donate a bunch of stuff. So we have kids bring in stuff to the classrooms and Moreno's room. And then we take it and take it to fish. We also donate like wipes to the homeless people out by RAN. I think that's called. I'm not 100% sure. And right now we haven't been able to really set out donation boxes due to the pandemic, but we have been buying wipes and food for them. So we take them to the homeless shelter. We also have links to certain events like for the Really for Life. We'll have a link on our social media pages where you can go and donate money on those links. But if you're not comfortable doing it through a computer, you can always stop by Miranda's room. If somebody wanted to join, how would they do that? Right now, since we're out of school and everything, we have a Google Classroom set up. So you can ask one of the officers or Moreno for the Google Classroom link. And that's how you get into Key Club. And then we have dues and everything, but we're still setting up everything for that. We're waiting on our shirts and everything. But right now, it's a Google Classroom that we joined. You can also look up on our social media pages and they'll have more information for you guys. So you mentioned your social media pages. What are your account names and where can people find them? So on Instagram, it's just at Elko Key Club, I believe. Facebook, I think is the same thing. Elko High School Key Club. Anything else you guys would like to say to people listening? On Twitter, that's also Elko Key Club. Yeah, I think they're all the same thing. But if you just search up Elko High School Key Club, you'll be able to find our social media accounts. Or if you have some questions that you want answers to, you can go to any of the officers. To Jennifer Hurtado, me, Carly Allen, Katrina de Guzman, Kaden Kanakis, or Delilah Gaitan. And we also have a website if you search up Elko High School Key Club. And it should be under a Wix website. And right there, we also have all of our plans that we're doing and past projects that we've done and also our social media accounts so you can get to it easier. I would really encourage people to join. It's really honestly so much fun and we are looking for more members because we haven't been able to promote the club as much as we usually would. So anyone who might be thinking 
about it should definitely join it and if they don't really enjoy what it's like then just don't join it and it's the opportunities the community activities are really they really adapt to your schedule so you can like sign up to the ones that work with your schedule you don't have to sign up to everything why would you want someone to join just to be more involved in the school and it gets you an opportunity to meet new people because usually we just stay with our classes like senior class or junior class but this one it's all together so we're able to meet new people from different grades and you're able just to have better relationships with everyone and it's just really fun to do and then like also i said like it's really helpful for like scholarships and getting into colleges thanks for listening and this is alexa morales signing off from rosie